boot check. Basketball, basketball, college. Basketball, basketball, college. Welcome into another episode of the Heat Check Hangout, your number one source for all things basketball, basketball college. I'm your host, Brian Ralph. Joined as always, my co-hosts, Connor Hope and Riley Davis, as we continue our conference tournament preview series. Today we're talking about the ACC, so we figured why not bring in the ACC's all-time leading scorer, Tyler Hansborough. It does some stuff, work for the field of 68. Tyler, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, I'm man. glad to be here. Uh, it's a big week. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad to be uh, joining you guys. The ACC is, I think, one of the more interesting conference tournaments this week during Champ Week. Um, if for no other reason than the top teams in the league have been very up and down this season, uh, we will start with UNC, Tyler, since since you're here. Um, what do you make of UNC going into this? Because they're a team that has shown the flashes of what we thought they might be, but they also enter this tournament firmly on the bubble what are your expectations for them going into going into this week well being on the bubble right now would be generous I I I don't think they have a very confident argument to be into the tournament um but going into the ACC tournament what do I think where do I think we stand um you know listen if you want to be optimistic you look at it we don't have any quad three losses we don't have any quad four losses we don't have any bad blowout losses all year except for at indiana uh we were hurt and that was kind of a setup we we're on the road for about two weeks or you know a week and a half or so uh went all the way out west to the portland games and then on the way back we stopped at indiana indiana was hungry they're arrested uh and they're one of the best teams in the country right now one of the hottest you can make that argument um We've lost a lot of close games, and coming into this year, I've said it, returning four or five starters, uh, guys that you thought were going to be, you know, a few premier guys in the college basketball, we've underwhelmed, and that's just being honest. I can't come on here and lie, but it's not over yet. I'm going to choose to be optimistic. They have a chance. They can play with anybody, um, and this team can get hot. And this team plays well when they have their backs against the wall. They didn't handle success well. They didn't handle the expectations well. Uh, so uh, if I was going to say, could they win the ACC tournament? I think they could. It's, it's certainly wide open, and UNC has the talent to do so. They got the seven seed in the bracket rally. They'll start play on Wednesday, the second round. Uh, tournament starts on Tuesday with three matchups of um, – We'll just say less than stellar teams that, that <laughs> perform that way during the season. Uh, it'll culminate championship Saturday night. Looking ahead for you and see the rally before we move on. They're in that seven spot. They'll face the winner of mm-hmm. Boston College of Louisville. What do you think they need to do or how far do they need to go in order to make their case to be on the right side of the bubble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, first... <laughs> I'm just going to address that Tuesday slate of games. For all intents and purposes, you might as well say the ACC tournament starts on Wednesday because that Tuesday slate, like if you watch that, go outside, touch some grass, like do anything other than watch basketball that day. That's going to be some ugly games. It pains my heart to like be saying this about my conference, but those games don't even belong on true TV. They don't even belong on like the the I, I'm sure Tyler, you probably experienced this as an ACC fan when you when you see the dreaded ACC NX for when a game is on, like the ACC Network <laughs> X, where it's like the Bermuda Triangle of networks have to find that like locally and regionally. <laughs> regionally, 
these games don't even deserve to be on that. So I'm look, I'm glad we can focus primarily on the Wednesday games. But about my Tar Heels, man, I'm I think they at least got to get past. I think they got to get to the championship game to have a shot at, at getting in. Uh, you look at that along the way, they have to beat Virginia and get another, I mean, Q1 win on a neutral. Uh, I'm, I haven't looked at Clemson's net, but I would assume that's Q2 on a neutral right now. So I guess we'd probably prefer for NC State to be there um, just to give them another Q1 win. And uh, historically, what Carolina's done to NC State, I can't, I can't imagine, even though Roy Williams isn't there anymore, I can't imagine this UNC team is going to let NC State keep it out of the tournament. So I feel pretty confident about that. But so I think they at least got to get to the championship game to be feeling feeling pretty good about their chances to get off the bubble. Well, they're not the only team in the ACC on the bubble. You look at the three of the top four seeds, at least Miami, Duke, Virginia, all pretty safely in. Outside of that, though, Clemson, Pitt, NC State are also in that bubble conversation. Uh, some on the right side, some on not on the right side. Connor, um, I'll start with you. But of that group, Clemson, NC State, and Pitt. Who do you feel most confident in? We can look forward to the NCAA tournament as well, but particularly about the ACC tournament, who do you feel most confident in? Probably NC State. Uh, I, I, I like their draw. I, I think Clemson, of those top seeds, of those top four seeds, is the most vulnerable. And look, if there's one player in the ACC that's going to feel slighted it's Turquavian Smith because he should have been first team all conference, got that second team. And, you know, I just, I think he's going to, you know, have a good draw. Look, they, they're, they get probably the toughest matchup in that, in that first game of those teams with one by um, Virginia mm-hmm. tech, I think could give NC state some issues with their offense uh, if they're hitting their shots. But look, I, I think, NC State probably beats Clemson. Do they beat whoever's on the other side of that Clemson game? I don't think so. But the way Pitt's been playing lately, I don't have any confidence in them after they presumably win against Florida State and Georgia or Georgia Tech. And like I said, Clemson, I've been off Clemson. You guys know this for, for a, a mm. while. I think they're a they're the beneficiary of close wins, but not necessarily elite play. And so I, I'm riding NC State to win that matchup if it happens. Tyler, I'll, I'll pose the same question to you. That group of three, Pitt, NC State, and Clemson, who do you like the most and who do you think ends up helping themselves the most in terms of their bubble case? Well, who do I like the most out of those three? I, I got to go NC State. I'm with you. And I like DJ Burns as well. And to me, I think mm-hmm. uh, DJ Burns makes NC State go. Uh, sometimes he's a great passer. He passes out of the post. He has soft hands. Uh, he is a unit. Uh, and the guards, Turquavion Smith, once he gets going, if they get hot, they could easily win it. Um, but if, if, if I look at those other three, three teams, uh, other two teams, Pitt, their net ranking's 58. Uh, Clemson, their net ranking 61. We have a higher net ranking UNC than both those teams. So if, if I'm actually taking into consideration the net, which is put out by the NCAA, it's tough to you know th- those aren't those are quad two, quad two games on a neutral court, and so you know it, it really to me it it doesn't really make sense how you know some of these nets are kind of 
figured out. Uh, you know, Clemson has a quad four loss. Like I said, that's 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 pretty catastrophic to a resume. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see here. Does Pitt have one too? Uh, I got it right in front of me. We'll, we'll we'll leave out that that quad four loss was to South Carolina. We we won't mention that on this podcast at all. <laughs> they gave it to hey, Kentucky too, quad, which quad I love. Quad three B. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, quad three B loss, not quad four. <laughs> no, I like NC State out of all these. They have the highest net. And I also think the eye test, Turquavion Smith can really get it going, uh, and DJ Burns. I like those two, so I got to roll with NC State. Yeah, and uh, I got I got I know. I know we're gonna go Jarkel Joiner here, Riley. Right? Yes. I I think Jark I think Jarkel Joiner is better than Turk. I think Turk is so up and down, like. Um, and just with what Jarkel gives them to where he's playing more on the ball and letting Turk shine a little bit as a secondary playmaker, I think Jarkel takes plenty of tough shots as well. But I swear, like this last month, I have not seen that man miss a contested mid-ranger, and he's also hit some big threes in there. Um, but I also think Tyler hit the nail on the head with Burns. Like He's pretty much unguardable in this conference, and it like, if you throw double teams at him, he's – I, like I didn't realize at, at Winthrop that that was ever part of his game to pass like that out of doubles. And, you know, when you have Jarkel spaced out there, you got Casey Morsell spaced out there. You got a lot of weapons that can knock him down and make you pay. Um, but even with NC State, I, I get why people would be enticed by them. For me, this might sound kind of like a hater. I, part of me does feel like they're like good things don't happen to NC State, which makes me think that they're not going to win this tournament. Every NC and State I, fan I, listening to this just nodded <laughs> in agreement and was like, "Yes." It, it just does it. Like, but I also do want to give a little bit of love to Pitt. I know, like, they've been playing pretty poorly down the stretch and have had some had some close losses, but I just feel like Pitt is so freaking tough. Like, they are full of gritty dudes who are all like twenty five years old. You got. Federico, Fetty Federico, who's a pretty good rim protector. You got Jamarius Burton, who is pretty money in isolation situations where he's just going to back you down, post you up, and get a bucket. Like Nike Sabande coming off the bench, who's a good shooter. I, I like their makeup and I like their toughness to where in a tournament setting like this, I mean, it, we'll get to Dark Horse pits, picks eventually, and that, that might be mine, but uh, I like that they're able to, to grind out tough wins, which a lot of times in tournament situations, you see the game slow down. Before we get to Dark Horses, I want to continue. I'm just going to jump in here. I was just referring to Turk Smith's already retweeting and commenting and liking comments about him deserving the first team all-conference. So you know he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Like, he's going to play angry. Okay. Caleb Love does the same thing. (laughs) We've seen him have his ups and downs, too. Like. I don't think it's a guarantee that, you know, his petty likes are, is going to lead to a big output. It, it, it doesn't it have to be last, an actual, yeah, it doesn't have to be an actual year. slate. It just has to be a perceived slate. If he takes it that way and, and gets motivation from that, that's, that's all you need. That's all you need. Um, before we get into those dark horse picks, I want to talk more about some of the individual players that can, that can make this. Um, I'll be remiss if we, I don't mention that there's nothing more fun than watching DJ Burns back somebody down from the three point line. Because what NC State will do is throw him the ball on the wing and just clear out the entire side of the court, and he will back somebody down from the three-point line. It is hilarious and awesome. Um, but, Tyler, looking elsewhere, uh, who are some players that you think are going to really shape this tournament? Uh, you know, for me, and this isn't a secret, uh, watching Filipowski in person, I think if – and Duke has kind of had some injuries all year. I mean, Roach has kind of been out dealing with some things. Uh, Lively's kind of coming along. 
man, if Filipowski plays like he did uh, against the Tar Heels this weekend, I could see Duke walking away uh, with this ACC tournament championship. And they have a reputation for doing that, right? I mean, it seems like Duke really puts a lot of emphasis on the uh, conference championship, and they've really hung their hats on it and just kind of gotten by with, you know, just being subpar in, in regular season play. Uh, but, yeah, I think Duke, to me, if those guys, you know, if they keep rounding out and play well, I could see them winning it. Uh, I really like Miami, though. I think their guards, uh, Isaiah Wong, and then you have um, Jordan Miller. Those guys, to me, are, are two keys. They're veterans. They went to the lead eight last year. I think they got Miller out of the transfer pool, though. Uh, but Isaiah Wong, I thought he was deserving of ACC Player of the Year. I've seen him play multiple times. He does not force it. He passes it. He gets. He lets the game come to him. He gets his teammates involved. Uh, I really like that. And anytime they need a bucket, it seems like he comes through for them, uh, especially when it's under out of bounds. I don't know how many times I have to watch him hit that corner short line jump shot uh, with short clock when the ball's under under their basket. No one ever guards it. It's amazing to me. Uh, but, no, I, you know, those those guys that get going, I think they could walk away with the tournament, Miami or Duke. Connor, how about for you? I mean, I, I – bank on point guard play you know this when it comes to march i think point guard play is where it starts obviously this is the year of the big big men are all the rage but you still have to look at point guards and while you me riley i'm sure tyler don't necessarily look at kihei clark and think elite point guard he needs to be on for virginia to win this yes. like he is the he is the critical piece to virginia's ability to win this tournament and so if you're looking at one player who, as he goes, the team will go offensively and, and as a team at this point, it's Kihei Clark. Um, but I also want to throw in uh, a parent ACC Player of the Year contender, Jeremy Roach, as another guard that, that will need to... <laughs> he yeah, received the, a vote, the single, the single that's, vote he that's got. The wrong, that's the, the wrong vote. Duke guard. That is the wrong Duke guard to hype up. <laughs> well, who's the, who's the right Duke guard? Tyrese Proctor. I think Proctor is really freaking good like super sound defensively I, uh, every time I watch him he makes these like old veteran savvy plays like Tyler I don't know if you remember this from the game on Saturday I think it was his second bucket of the game where he had a little fadeaway little turnaround fadeaway jumper that rimmed in and like it it kind of seemed lucky, but he's been hitting those shots recently. I think, again, he's kind of the same thing I said about Joyner. Proctor's been playing on ball a lot more, which sort of allows Jeremy Roach to, to also make some plays like with less pressure on him to initiate the offense. So, um, you know, Proctor probably doesn't get the same fanfare as like a Filipowski uh, or even, you know, he's not going to catch fire from deep like even Dariq Whitehead can. Uh, and he's not – I don't think he's even – he maybe has had like one 20-point game this year, but – if you watch him play, it's pretty apparent how important he is to Duke's success. His growth throughout the season, I think, has coincided with Duke's ceiling being elevated. Right? You mentioned the injuries, and he was inconsistent early on. He looked like somebody who graduated early from high school to play college in what should have been his senior year. And I, I, it's taken him some time to get his feet underneath him, but he's playing much better, particularly the last month or two. Um, the guy I'll point to is Reese Beekman. And he's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle from the level he was playing at early in the season because he has not been playing at that same level. But if Virginia is going to do anything, I think, in this tournament, 
and particularly in the NCAA tournament moving forward, Reese Beekman has to get back to being that shot creator. We know Virginia's going to be fine defensively. We know their system is going to generate shots and, and open looks for guys. But what takes them from being a good team to a great team is having somebody who can get their own offense and be a threat off the bounce. Beekman is the only guy on that roster that's proven he can be that time and time again. They've tried to put Kihei Clark in that role, and it doesn't fit his game. Um, they've tried to put Armand Franklin in that, and he's done some, but not as consistently as um, as Beekman was earlier on in the season. So I think if Beekman's on, Virginia can win the whole thing. If they're not, they're probably going to lose to UNC in their first game by double digits and then be a popular upset pick in the NCAA tournament. So to me, that's that's a guy who can really swing things one way or another. Um Move on now. We'll look at those dark horses. We'll, we'll start take, taking the team perspective again. Tyler, uh, who is a dark horse? And, and we'll say basically anybody who's not Miami, Duke, or Virginia, a dark horse that you like to potentially make a run. Well, I have UNC winning. I know that's a surprise. Uh, to me, uh, the reason I have that is because they always play when no one expects them to play well. And I, I think after the year we just had, everyone's hopes are kind of down. It seems like everyone's kind of written them off and – on par with this team, I, th- I think this is when they win games and they start to give their fans a hope. Um, so that, that would be my pick. I'm a little bit leading with my heart. But uh, also, I have Virginia Tech uh, playing uh, upsetting NC State. So I don't know if that's a, um, you know, a, a dark horse. But, uh, yeah, those are my two dark That'll horses. That'll work. Yeah, I mean, there was – it was like end of January, they were still top 30 in net or something like that and have struggled, but they've played well and are certainly capable, mm-hmm. certainly capable of doing that. I think that. they beat Duke too. Uh, so that, yeah, mm-hmm. they can yep. play with anybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Riley, who, who's your dark horse? Oh man. If you had asked me like three weeks ago, I'd go wake forest. I know we haven't talked about them much, but with that Damari Monsanto injury, I think that's way too much to overcome. Um, they just obviously lost to Boston college not too long ago at home, uh, which isn't a good look. Uh, I still would lean pit for the, for the more comfortable dark horse and like less of a Homer pick. Cause I, I also want to pick with my heart and say UNC um, <laughs> kind of surprised. I do also have to add RJ Davis has been playing incredibly recently. He's eight for 16 from three, his last three games. And I think if UNC wants to win this tournament, uh, you know, we've been saying all season that Armando needs to touch the ball on every single possession. RJ Davis needs to touch it, touch the ball on every single possession as well. Like they got to play through him. They got to have him be the one to initiate uh, and work the ball through him and Armando and hopefully get back to the two man game that was working pretty smoothly through the, the early part of conference play. Um, Baycott would draw the double. A lot of times find RJ out of it. RJ would knock down a three and, Teams have kind of changed up. They've doubled Baycott, which I think has taken that out away from a little bit. But that's something I really hope Hubert can scheme up to like get that going again. But yeah, it's still aside from Carolina, I, I'd say Pitt is my dark horse for what I kind of listed out earlier. Connor, your dark horse. I like the Virginia Tech call out. I think we're still so focused on that seven-game losing streak at the beginning of conference play that we've overlooked a win against Duke, a win against Virginia, a win against Pitt. I know you sprinkle in the Georgia Tech and the Boston College losses in there, but what we saw last year with Virginia Tech is what could happen this year, which is if they get hot from three, you've got Couture, you've got Basile. Like if they get hot from three, that's a team that I don't think any team in the ACC will want to face. So 
Do I think it will happen? No. But if one of those first round teams is going to make a run in this tournament, it's going to be Virginia Tech. Yeah, they're... They might be the only team playing on on Tuesday that has a pulse. <laughs> you know. Um, hey, don't count out Notre Dame and Mike Bray. Mike Bray, what's he taking shots of Jameson? He's. <laughs> I love that. He I love that. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. He deserves it. I mean, he deserves he deserves his flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that he said he was retired. The announcement was he's retired. And he's like, no, I'm just leaving Notre Dame, and now he's kind of like just. He has this reckless abandon yeah. going on. He's, he's not coming back. But th- they like tried the to Magic make that Johnson as meme. they tried to make that as diplomatic <laughs> as possible. They they forced him out. They forced him out. Um, I so my my dark horse is kind of going to lump into my champion bull prediction. I'll, I'll do all those. Um, I think Duke wins it. Um, I think the way they're playing right now, finally healthy, matchup against potential matchup against Miami in the semifinals um, plays in their favor. They're huge. Miami is very small. Uh, that's just a, a matchup that's in Duke's favor. Um, the Dark Horse Bowl prediction kind of go in the same aspect because I think the other semifinal is going to be a, a UNC-NC State rematch. I don't think either Virginia or Clemson wins. I think we got the, the six and seven matchup there. Um, the guard play for UNC-NC State is, is better in those matchups. I think both those teams are playing better than Virginia and Clemson is right now. So give me give me those semifinal matchups with, with Duke cutting down the nets. Um Garnering a lot of probably overhype going into the NCAA tournament, but that's just that's just what happens with Duke. Uh, Tyler, you gave us your champion. You gave us, uh, I think, a bold prediction of Virginia Tech knocking off NC State. Is there anything else wacky or maybe unpredictable that you see happening? Well, I do. When I look at the bracket, to me, the two best teams uh, in the ACC right now are Miami and Duke. Uh, I think, mm. like you said, Duke is rounding out to be – uh, a pretty good team, and I wouldn't be surprised if Duke Duke has Final Four potential. Uh, I think a lot of their freshmen have gotten experience. Uh, Filipowski uh, and Proctor are coming along lively. Uh, Lively's much bigger than I thought, athletic, rim protector. They've got a lot of pieces, and I think Roach is capable of knocking down big shots. Um, so that that is something, but I think if, if I'm looking at this bracket and I'm saying, hey, what's a must-watch game? It's going to be Miami and Duke because Miami's veteran. They went to Elite Eight last year, uh, a few buckets away from being in the Final Four. Uh, so that that's going to be an intriguing matchup to me if I'm, I'm looking at it uh, and trying to you know predict a few things. But besides that, nothing. I mean, the league's so top-heavy. You're right. I mean, why watch Tuesday? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, nothing else to me is really like glaring from this bracket. Riley, give me give me your champion and your bold prediction. All right, I'll start with my bold prediction. I'm coming back to the coming back to the pit well. I, I don't know why if I just have like conflating my view if the my view of Pitt is conflated cuz they beat Carolina twice this year and I had to watch one of those games in person. <laughs> uh but my my bold prediction is Fetty Fre- Fetty Federico is going to get seven blocks in route to a <laughs> Hey, you said bold, Brian. I'm going bold. In route to a pit upset over Duke in that in that uh that second round game. Uh as far okay. as a championship, I like I like Miami to get it done. Um even if Duke is there, I think Miami has the guards to exploit the Duke defense a little bit with how they they switch a bunch, they extend their pressure, and I think even if you look at when Miami beat Duke last year, they were able to beat them back door. Um, 
and just having like smart cuts. And I think they have the personnel to replicate that again. Obviously we saw them blow them out in Coral Gables, but I mean, Duke got them in Cameron, but I think Miami would win uh, the little, the, the tiebreaker there. So give me Miami winning the, the championship. Connor, we'll close with you. I'm picking Duke. I think they're really good. I, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say that they are a national championship contender, but they can. Cer- I could certainly see them in the final weekend. My bold prediction is that the semifinals will contain only schools from North Carolina. I think Wake Forest knocks off Miami. NC State makes a little bit of a run. And then I do think, I think we get a Duke-UNC rematch in in the uh in the championship game which might make tyler and riley a little bit sad because then duke would win again against <laughs> unc i can't take a but, loss this year, man. <laughs> but uh that's my bold prediction is that the the semifinals will be entirely within the state of north carolina i like it i love it well that'll do it for this episode of the heat check hangout number one source for all things basketball basketball college uh Thank you to Tyler for joining us. It was a blast having you on. You can check him out over on the field of 68. My co-host, Connor Hope, Raleigh Davis. I'm Brian Ralph. Thank you guys very much for listening or watching if you're on our YouTube channel. We'll talk to you again next time as we continue our conference tournament preview series. Basketball, basketball, college. Basketball, basketball, college. Oh, basketball, college. Basketball, basketball, college. Basketball, basketball, college. Whoa, basketball, college.